When a Roman commander is leading forces through Morocco, he is invited to check out a mysterious gravesite. Now we take a look at famous writer, director, and unfortunately actor Quentin Tarantino. As rumors continue to swirl around the famed director, we are forced to ask the question, whose toes were Quentin Tarantino sucking in a viral photo? An old Asian ladies or 10-year-old girls? <laughs> Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode, another bizarre episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys had a really good weekend. We got a lot of stuff to cover. You guys heard the intro. First off, let's introduce our Patreon supporter. He's being pushed in. It's like, no, no, not the foot episode. Bring him on in. Let's give a round of applause, everyone. Get on your feet for Esteban. Woo-woo, Esteban. Showing off his feet, just got a manicure or pedicure, whatever one it is. Esteban, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. You guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. Just help spread the word about the show. That really, really helps out a lot. Also, this is the last week. If you want to submit your entry to be part of the Earth First episode, I just need a recording of you chanting Earth First three times, preferably, and email it to deadrabbitradio at gmail.com. And put in there, I have permission to use the sample. I will be mixing that into another episode. You're like, Jason, this is the first time I've ever listened to Dead Rabbit Radio. And you're trying to get my voice. Uh, uh, go listen to some past episodes. Go in the show notes. It'll explain more in the show notes. We've got a bunch of stuff to cover. But welcome. I'm glad this is your first episode, the Quentin Tarantino episode. Esteban, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are driving all the way out too. Tangier, Morocco. We're going back to the year 81 BC. So this is like people are still wearing like furs and stuff like that. People are walking around. They're all fuzzy. They got like leather belts and hatchets. And they're just kind of moving. They're just kind of doing their business. And this is so far back, they didn't even call it Tangiers. They called it Tingus. And there was this Roman commander named Quintus Sertorius. And he's he was like this... Currently engaged in this rebellion against the Roman Senate, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, fight, I'm gonna fight you guys one of these days." But right now, I'm in Morocco. He's just shaking his fist. He's like, "I know you guys are in Italy, but I'll be there someday." And he's walking around Morocco. He's walking around Tingis with his buddies. <laughs> Actually, his troop. He had this giant company of soldiers, and the locals are like, "Hey, dude, welcome." Welcome, you rebellious fool. Hey, you want to see a dead body? And he's like, I'm a, I'm a soldier. I see dozens of dead bodies Like before I wake up. I have horrible nightmares. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I want to see another dead because I'm, I'm a psychopath. Of course I want to see a dead body. So they take him, and they, they're walking through the city, and they go, let, let me tell you, little Moroccan dude's like, let me tell you a little bit about the history of our town. So the founder of our city was this dude named Antaeus. He was a giant. He was this giant dude who was the son of Gaia and Poseidon. And you figure, like, this Roman general has been all over the known world at this point. He's probably heard, like, so many myths, right? Everyone's probably like, oh, dude, yeah, this giant hole in the ground, that's because Persephone, like, crawled out of it and was eating all of her pomegranates. He's probably heard, like, every story. So I imagine he's, like, rolling his eyes. He's like, oh, no, he's just not into it, right? He's like, oh, Poseidon, Gaia, yeah, yeah, I've heard it. And they said, so anyways, Antaeus was this giant son of these gods and he loved to wrestle people he loved to wrestle them so much that he wrestled them to death and he would make you wrestle <laughs> it wasn't something that was voluntary he just walk around town and start picking you up and he would squeeze you until you died until one day 
Hercules showed up. So Hercules is walking through town, and here's Antaeus, and he's this giant dude. And he's like, hey, what's up, little man? Let's wrestle. Let's wrestle. And Hercules had figured this out somehow. Maybe, like, some god whispered it into his ear, or, like, he swallowed a dove who told him the truth. Who knows? The Greek myths are so weird. But he realizes that, wait a second, every time this guy, actually maybe he just observed it because he didn't wrestle this guy for a long time. Maybe it was just basic observational skills. They'd be wrestling and Hercules, if he picked him up, they'd be wrestling. But then when he got his footing again, it would seem like Antaeus got just as strong as he was at the beginning of the fight. So Hercules goes, wait a second. I'm pretty sure this guy's mom was, I'm pretty sure we're fighting on this guy's mom that his mom is actually planet Earth. And when his feet are touching the ground, he's getting this renewed vigor. What if I just lifted him off the ground a couple inches and squeezed his guts out? And that plan worked. That plan totally worked. It turns out if you remove, if a man is not touching his mother, it is much easier to kill that man. So he squeezed this dude's guts out and then had sex with his widow. And that baby became the king of Tingus, the, the king of this new realm. And his name was Sofax. So the story's going on, and Quintus, the rebellious commander, is like, yeah, yeah, this is a pretty cool story and all. But what does any of this have to do with me being able to see a dead body? I was promised the corpses. And they go, oh, right over there. And there's this huge burial mound. And Quintus is like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second. You're telling me that underneath all that dirt, there's a giant body of a god that Hercules killed. And they're like, yeah, no, it's totally like, it's legit. Go check it out. Quintus was super skeptical about this, so he ordered his men to dig it up. Because really, what, what harm can be done by digging up the grave of a god? And this story is so fascinating. They dug it up, and buried underneath all that dirt was the skeleton of a giant. And Quintus was so shocked by what he had found, because he didn't believe the story. He was so shocked by it. He had the bones reinterred with full honors. This truly was the gravesite of a god. And this was, we know about this because Plutarch, this historian, when he was writing about Quintus and his escapades, trying to overthrow and replace the current government of Rome, is, this is mentioned in that book. They're like, yeah, here's all this political stuff, and here's all this like stuff we know really happened. And then there's the part where they find the giant's body. And they estimate it at the time he's described as being 85 feet tall, which would put him outside of even like giants like Goliath. That's a titan at that point, right? 85 feet tall, that's massive. It's so interesting. So this happened. This is actually in this historical report that Plutarch wrote. But we have to think, is it possible, right? In the world of paranormal, giants exist. I'll give that there used to be giant humans. 85 feet sounds way too big, right? I mean, that like, how are you, how are you even wrestling people if you're that big? You're just squishing them. Well, anyways, back in the 1800s, there was a French naturalist called George Curvier, Cuvier. And he said, listen. <laughs> his job is to study nature. He goes, listen, there is no giant. There's no giant in there that's 80. He puts a little asterisk next to it. That's 85 feet tall. He says, first off, when we look at old Roman sources, they tend to exaggerate by a magnitude of eight to 10 times bigger. Don't know why they did it. Maybe just they wanted, wanted to seem like they were super cool. So he goes, there is a possibility that there is a nine-foot-tall skeleton somewhere in Tangiers. He did say that. He goes, it could have been a very, very tall human. And nine-foot would actually put us in the realm of, like, the Nephilim, 
Nine foot would actually put us in the realm. I think Goliath was like seven, eight foot. Nine foot would put us in some sort of realistic mindset that, yes, there could have been a human who was close to nine feet tall. Super rare. Probably wouldn't have lived very long. <laughs> would have lived long enough to get that tall and then die. But then it's also interesting because he puts forward the... Because he never says that his story's made up. He says this probably did happen. I think a lot of historians go, this, they found something, right? Quintus wasn't an idiot. Some people say that he actually was humoring, though, the locals, too, by being like, oh, man, that's so big. Look, everyone, it's so big. And they're like, oh, he really likes our gods. It could have just been, again, the exaggeration. But they also so this is a more fascinating thing. I thought this one was really cool. Whale bones. Giant. He goes, if this thing was really 85 feet tall, that's about as long as a whale skeleton would be. So we have discovered whale skeletons in places that were previously there was water and there's not water anymore. You could have that. He could have also said it could have been a woolly mammoth skeleton. A fossilized that a fossilized woolly mammoth or even a fossilized like giraffe type thing, just these giant immense creatures that died long before people were in the area and the fossil was there. And at some point, the land, the, the place got eroded. And if you found a giant rib cage, like obviously with the mammoth, the trunk and everything is melted away. It's not like there would be like a perfectly preserved snuffleupagus there. And you're like, oh my God, it's our God who wrestles everyone. It'd be like rib cages and thorax bones and stuff like that, hip bones. And it would look like a giant human. And he goes, this area is well known for its fossils. He goes, if you go 150 miles out, you can actually find some really dope dinosaur bones. He goes, it's possible that it was a dinosaur skeleton, but they would have had to move the bone. But anyways, that's an interesting theory, too. That Because if you were in 81 BC and you were digging a hole and you found a massive rib cage, you would assume it was human, Right? You would assume it was human, or or it was like a giant, because you wouldn't see no animals even close to that, but you had heard legends about giant humans. Really, really interesting story. Again, we we assume that that part of it's true. We just that he found something, but we just don't know what it was. I always think it's weird that we didn't know about dinosaurs until the 1800s. Humanity had no idea that dinosaurs existed until we started drilling for oil. And then we started finding all these bones. It wasn't until we needed to start going under the earth that we discovered. That's so fascinating to me. And it really makes me think what other things are out. I'm not talking about Bigfoot or anything like that. I mean, that's applicable. But what other things are hidden in the earth? What other hidden history is hidden right underneath us? And because we don't need the the chlormite gemstones that are going to power the next wave of technology. And they're buried somewhere beneath the mantle. We don't know that there's a bunch of elf skeletons down there or something like that. There's a bunch of like old like unicorns fighting dudes and they got frozen in time. We don't know, right? Science is weird because they basically don't know anything until they find it. And if you make a suggestion, they'll be like, no, that doesn't make any sense. There's no elves. Is there right shift from side to side? And you realize there are actually three elves wearing a lab coat walking around the laboratory. Yeah. And then I, I thought this was an interesting story. It has nothing to do with the paranormal, but Quintus... The way he died, <laughs> it's not paranormal, it's just hilarious. Apparently, they got tired of him. All the, the people who were backing him got tired of him. And they go, dude, we got to kill this guy, but he's a superb fighter. And 
They're like, how do we kill a guy who's like a super good fighter? <laughs> We're pretty sure that he wrestled the guy and squeezed his guts out, an 85-foot tall guy. So they said, let's throw him a big party, but let's make it like hella dumb. Because normally this guy's used to coming to these really pimped out parties because he's this famous Roman general who's like has this backing of millions and millions, or back then tens and tens of thousands of people. So they threw a party and it hella sucked. And they go, normally when he goes to parties, he sits on this couch and he looks at how splendid the party is. And he's like, dude, this party's super dope. But this time they go, let's make it lame on purpose. The, the word they used was vulgar. So I don't know if it was a bunch of dudes just like running around rubbing on each other. I think vulgar just meant like not good. It was just like lame, right? And so much, so much, basically everyone in the audience is shaking their head. They're like, no, that's not what it means. Anyways, the party was super lame. And Quintus is sitting on his couch and he's like, dude, this party totally sucks. And he was supposed to get up. You're like, Jason, how was it supposed to assassinate him? Was he going to die of a broken heart? No, the party was supposed to suck so bad he was going to get off the couch to complain walk through the crowd of people and he was going to get stabbed in the ribs and die. And he's going to die in the middle of the lamest party in Roman history. So he's sitting on the couch and everyone's waiting for him to complain. And he doesn't. He's sitting on the couch and then like he rolls over. He like rolls over. He's no longer facing the party on the couch. He's like, oh, this party sucks. I don't even want to watch it. And the assassins are like, oh no, we didn't plan for that. We didn't plan for him being able to just slowly shift his focus into another direction. And they go, what do we do now? Like we, we spent all this money on this lame party. We got to kill this guy. So then they came up with the idea. Just everyone attack him at once with knives and they stabbed him to death on the couch. Which, I mean, couldn't you have just done that while he was sleeping or or on any couch? Why'd you have to throw the worst party ever? But anyway, so that was how Quintus died. Very, very interesting fellow, according to his Wikipedia page. That's all the time I had research for. But what a way to go out. Imagine dying is sucky enough. Getting stabbed to death would be a bad way to go. But also during the worst party ever. Esteban, I'm going to toss you the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dirigible. We're leaving behind Rome. We're leaving behind this lame party. See you later, bro. We're headed all the way out to North Carolina. <laughs> Found a story online the other day. Someone was asking for really cool local urban legends. And no one was posting anything. It was really disappointing because I love reading about urban legends. But the person who started the thread goes by the name Flickscreen. So thank you for this. They actually posted the dopest ones. They're the ones asking for other people's urban legends. Apparently, in North Carolina, in the southeastern quadrant of North Carolina, there's a community known as Molly. Now, I couldn't find them on a map, but I trust, I trust this anonymous person online. I, I think it makes sense. Like, you can have cities will be on maps, but sometimes they'll just be a community and it'll be referred to. Like, up here, there's a place known as the Tri-States, and I don't know if it's on the map, but it really refers to the three cities. So I'll believe there's a place called Molly in North Carolina. That's the, that's the least amount of suspending disbelief you have to do with this story. So there's this little community in North Carolina called Molly. People are waking up. Ooh, well, drink some coffee walk to my car, and drive to work. That's what I do every single day. Blah, 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 blah. Drink the coffee. That's pretty hot. <laughs> said, like, ah! Luckily, they work at a hospital. They're going to get treated for drinking hot coffee that quickly. But they walk up to their car, and the hood of their car is up. What? That's weird. I don't remember doing that. And then they're walking over to their car to see you know, why their hood's up, and their car battery is ripped out of their car, and it's laying on the ground. And you don't know what to make of it, because you, you know you didn't do this, right? 
And then you look down your street and you see all these other people waking up in the morning. And they're walking out to their car and they're like, no, oh no, please no. And then you like slowly turn your head to the opposite side of the street and people are like weeping openly. Oh! And you notice that every car has their hood popped open and you see car batteries laying on the ground. And you're like, no, it's actually just a minor inconvenience. It wouldn't be, you wouldn't be ripping your hair out of your head. Actually, it would suck because if, if nobody had car batteries, then someone has to walk and get one car battery, and then you fix your car, and then you drive and get car batteries for everyone else. Or or just go to work and just ignore them. See you later, suckers! In the community of Mali, people... It wasn't that bad. I don't think a whole neighborhood got wiped out. But in the community of Mali, this was happening. People were coming out, and their cars... The hood would be popped open, and their battery would be missing or just laying on the ground. And nobody could figure it out. Nobody could figure out what was going on. But one night... There was a woman. She woke up. She heard a commotion. She goes, that's weird. That sounds like a car hood opening up on a 67 Chevy. And she goes running down the stairs and she hears a... She's like, oh my God, that sounds exactly like battery cables being shredded by some sort of inhuman might. And then she opens the door and she sees Bigfoot holding her car battery. And he looks at her and she looks at him. And he takes a sip. He goes, <laughs> he starts drinking battery acid right out of the battery. Glug, 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 glug. And then he spikes it. He throws the battery down to the ground and runs off. Now, this creature is known as the Molly Monster. Apparently, it's this Bigfoot character who drinks battery acid. And that was a wonderful, that's a wonderful urban legend. I have to say that. That's pretty That's pretty badass, right? We talk a lot about Bigfoot, and we even talk about Bigfoot being interdimensional. Talk about Bigfoot flying UFOs. But imagine a Bigfoot drinking battery acid. That would totally suck. That would be the worst, because one, batteries are super heavy. They're expensive, too. I don't know if you can get your core fee if, you know, Bigfoot drink it. I don't know if you can actually get, get your money back for that. And then, so on an economic level, right, he's actually, like, affecting people's daily lives. We don't see that a lot with cryptids. I mean, they do kill people. But not the fact, like, I mean, there's no one between a cryptid that kills you. That's just the end of your story. What's more aggravating, though, a cryptid that kills you, and then you don't have to worry about anything because you're, like, floating around in a cryptid's belly. Or, or a cryptid making you late for work. They're like, Johnson, I told you, if you, if you use that Molly Monster excuse one more time, you're fired. And then you notice, you notice your boss is the Molly Monster. You're like, ah, why did I work in the, why did I get this job in the middle of the forest? A, a Bigfoot that actually affects the local economy. I think that might be a new one, right? We never have really like a shadow man at the local McDonald's like stealing money or we don't see like a chupacabra like slashing the tires of delivery vans. So I thought that was a really interesting story. Is it true? <laughs> Is it true? Who knows? It would be something totally out of the norm for Bigfoot, even in the high strangeness place that Bigfoot does run in vis-a-vis aliens and teleportation and mind reading. He had a telepathic conversation with Ed and Lorraine Warren. I'll put that episode in the show notes. All of those, he never was like, oh, that was such fun driving this UFO, but now a quick stop. And he's stopping at like an auto zone. And he's like still in auto. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, why wouldn't he just go to an auto shop? That'd be like a blood bank to a Bigfoot, right? You just go to a place with all these batteries. So interesting. And maybe... 
this is the missing link. Maybe we can start trying to track down Bigfoots. Instead of like leaving out acorns or doing Bigfoot calls, maybe we just need to take a maybe we just need to take a bunch of used car batteries and leave them out in the forest. Every forest, all over the place, all over the place. Just start putting used car batteries in the middle of like Yellowstone Park and the Pacific Northwest. Maybe that is really how we're going to get first contact with Bigfoot. So try it, guys. Try If you have a car battery you need to get rid of, just dump it off in the forest. That would be really cool creepypasta, too. People would be wondering where all these car batteries appearing here. Is, are aliens abducting people and just stealing the cars and dropping the car batteries? Could be the next big conspiracy theory, but legally, legally, I'm joking. Do not throw car batteries in the forest. Or don't get caught. If you don't get caught, they can't blame me. Esteban, my my accomplice in crime, it was Esteban's idea to do that. Let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the carpenter copter. We are leaving behind this forest that is now littered with thousands of leaky car batteries. We are headed all the way out to the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles, California. I've been advised by my friend Sabine, who has heard me tell this story multiple times throughout the week. And when I told her I was doing it for the show, she's like, dang it, Jason. She goes, if you're doing it for the show, you have to say up front, stick to the ending. Do not stop listening halfway through. You have to tell. So I'm t- so that is good advice. I'm, I am. Now, obviously, I can't force you to. I can't force you. I can't take over your podcast player. But yes, if you are a big Quentin Tarantino fan, like my good buddy Carson, who listens to the show, stick around till the ending. You might find out a little more about Quentin Tarantino. Uh, don't get don't get mad when I begin insulting the god king of filmmaking. I actually myself go in and out of really, really liking Quentin Tarantino. Like I loved his early stuff, uh, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. And then he would just started acting, and it was so weird. It was so weird. He did that movie like Love Turns on the Radio or I Am the Radio, and it was just about Quentin Tarantino in a convertible, like driving around and like doing finger guns at people. At least that's all my memory will let me remember. And then he was he in Four Rooms? I think he directed Four Room, one of the Four Rooms thing. He did a couple. He acted a couple times, and I'm not talking about like cameos in Pulp Fiction. Like a couple times he tried acting, and it was so jarring and wrong. It was just weird. It was really, really weird. And I actually I almost got an allergic reaction to love on the radio. Fate drives the car. Destiny on the radio. Whatever it was. I remember I almost got like a hives when I would see the commercials for that. So then I stopped watching his movies. I was like, oh, gross. He might act in these. Uh. So I never watched Jackie Brown. I never watched like I did. I went through a long period of I never watched Kill Bill. I think I saw the first one and I was like, yeah. And then I was afraid Quentin Tarantino was going to jump up and be like, it is me. I am the one who will finally kill Bill. I stopped watching his stuff. And then one day I was at home and I was super bored. And I, for some reason, the only movie I had available was Inglorious Bastards. And I it's on DVD. I think I was staying at some girl's house. And I was like, ah, I'll watch this. Oh, dude, that movie was dope. And I was like, oh, man. So I missed like all this probably pretty good Quentin Tarantino stuff. I should go back and watch it. Never did. And then I watched his other one, Django Unchained. And I was like, oh, this is really good. And then his last one I didn't watch, Hateful Eight, about the Cowboys or something like that. And he's done a couple more. A Hollywood movie I didn't see. Is he in it? Is he in it? I'm pretty sure he's in that one. Sneaking in the background. He's like, oh, I'll show you, Crotty Bruce Lee. Cha-cha-cha. So anyways, Quentin Tarantino has made a lot of good movies. Really, really like him. So if this story is true the way it starts out, I would be extremely disappointed. And here's the thing. 
we, it's an unfortunate fact that there's a lot of sickos out there, right? There, you understand that there's going to be a large portion of society, unfortunately, that are totally gross. And when I say totally gross, like doing stuff with kids, kid stuff, pedophilia. I shouldn't say a large portion, but you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like it's everywhere, right? But you you, you know that those people exist and you, know, you hope you never really come across them and stuff like that. You just hope you don't see them. So when I saw this photo going around online of Quentin Tarantino sucking on a foot of a possible eight or nine year old girl, I was disappointed in the dude. Like he's a he's a bad actor. But there's a lot of people who like don't <laughs> they're not that bad of an actor, right? Like just because someone's a bad actor and they're also like a great filmmaker, if they're doing this too, I was really upset. I that's probably why I was talking about it all week long. It was really upset me. And I actually dug into this story. I was like, this can't be real. This can't be real. So let's go ahead and get into it. This is the I'll tell you the exact way that I came across all of this stuff. I saw a picture posted on some conspiracy board of Quentin Tarantino sucking on a foot. We all know that Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish. If you don't know that, you haven't watched any of his movies. Quentin Tarantino, or I should say alleged, right? Allegedly has a foot fetish. He just loves feet everywhere. But then there's a photo of him sucking on this girl's foot. And when you first see it, you're like, oh, Quentin Tarantino loves sucking on t women's toes. Didn't even think anything of it. It's <laughs> basically like if I walked up and saw the sunrise. I'm like, that's normal. But then the caption to the photo, and this is interesting because it shows how the mind of a conspiracy theorist works. Because that's really what I am still, even though I don't believe a lot of them. I'm easily, I can easily slip into the stuff. So the caption of the photo basically says... This is a little girl. Actually, it's a little more complicated than that. So there's a photo of... It'll be in the show notes. Unfortunately, they'll be in the show notes. But it's a photo of... You You don't see... When I keep saying the little girl's leg, all you see is from the thigh down. You just see that... You see like a brown couch. You see... Some of you guys may know this photo. Some of you guys may have it as your wallpaper. You have from the thigh down to her foot, and then it's clearly Quentin Tarantino. It's not a blurry photo of someone who may be Quentin Tarantino-esque. It has the silhouette. It's him. It's clearly him. But you see a small leg from the thigh to the foot and Quentin Tarantino sucking on the toes. That photo is real. No one's saying that photo was fake. But when you first look at it, you go, oh, he just likes sucking on toes, you know? That's probably... You don't even think about it. You just assume that's an adult. So what happens is the scientists of the internet, the scientists of the conspiracy theory world, figured this out. They took a photo of him holding an Oscar. Now we know how tall an Oscar is. It's 13 and a half inches. And using that as a gauge, you could start to measure everything else in the photo. So they wanted to find out how long was this girl's leg. This is what people spend their free time on, and then I spend my free time talking about it. They were able to... so Because you don't know how big is Quentin Tarantino, right? Is he three feet tall? Is he six feet tall? They had to have something they know is scale. So once they were able to figure out that the Oscar was 13 and a half inches, they could start measuring other things. And it turns out the calf of this girl's leg is only 10 inches long. And if you have a calf that's 10 inches long, that puts you at around... Well, here, I'll read, I'll read you what the scientists actually came up with here. If that is a female leg and foot, that means that the unknown person in the photo is approximately 48.8 inches tall, or slightly over 4 feet. According to the CDC average growth charts, the unknown person likely is between 6 and 8 years old. And that's gross, right? There's no, there would be no excuse for that. I'm not even going to make a joke about that. That's gross. 
And I'm looking at this photo of filmmaker, this great guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I should call him a great guy in the context of this photo. I'm looking at this photo and I go, oh, come on, Quentin, really? And then people were saying, look at the couch cushions. Look at the background because it's a clear photo. These couch cushions and these seating looks like the seats on the Lolita Express. Jeffrey Epstein's plane that he flew people to his island where a bunch of pedophilia stuff happened. Not everyone who went to the island was a pedophile. There's a lot of people who went to the island who weren't. But just, just a tip, if more than one pedophile hangs out at a location, don't go there. Right? Just don't go there. So anyways, so this, and I'm looking at this photo, I was like, ah, so now I'm really digging into this because I want to prove that this is fake. I want to prove this is fake. Now, I could obviously just start going, ah, no, it's fake. I don't believe it. Quentin Tarantino would never do that. That's not fair, right? That's really not fair. It's probably also not fair to accuse Quentin Tarantino of being a pedophile, but I really wanted to look into this. And what is so interesting is it took me five minutes to figure out the truth. And and the truth is actually in the initial statement. It's a very, very weird way, but let's continue to go on this journey. It's so funny because people have been posting this online and they're like, look, he's sucking on the toes of this little girl. Now, I'm not a foot guy. I'm not a foot guy. I don't have a foot fetish or anything like that. I don't really pay attention to feet. I mean, if you have them, if you don't, it really doesn't matter to me. I'm not, I'm not into feet in any sort of way. But there are, there's a lot of people who are. It's one of the most popular fetishes. So this debate starts online. You'll see people say stuff like, these are actual quotes, that foot, because we can't deny that the calf is only 10 inches long. That's true. So these are what people are saying. A quote, that foot does not look like a kid's foot. Most kids... <laughs> This is why I was reading these and I was like, if this is a kid, I kind of feel sorry for the kid in, in other ways. They go, that foot does not look like a kid's foot. Most kids don't have calluses already formed. Here's another quote. Look at that foot. I would wager she is in her 30s. Look at that foot. Look at those wrinkles, the coloration, the nails. Here's one more. Here's one more so you can totally visualize it. Between toenail length, the slightly swollen, veiny, weathered look of her arch and heel, and the posed angle, this is clearly an adult. So I have to take these. Are, these are foot experts posting. I don't think I could pick out a veiny foot from a non-veiny foot. But people are saying this is not a foot of a child. And if it is the foot of the child, she needs medical attention right now. She Her foot is more callous than most adults. I was able to really, really quickly go, these photos were not taken on the Lolita Express. Even though they were showing photos, the two photos next to each other. The coloring of the couch is the same, but they're like you couldn't match anything else up. Yes, they were a beige couch where Quentin Tarantino was sucking on this girl's foot, and Jeffrey Epstein's Lolita Express had beige chairs. You couldn't even match it up at all. That one I shot down pretty quickly, but then it comes down to why is he sucking on this little girl's toe? Despite the fact that all these people are like, that is not what a little girl's foot looked like. In a roundabout way, this is where we ended up. In the beginning, they said this photo was initially leaked on TMZ. So it's so funny. I read that and I continued to look into everything else. And I think I pulled, I might have even pulled up the tag, like the tab, the internet browser tab for TMZ, but it didn't go there. And I was looking at all this other stuff. And then I read the TMZ article and I skimmed it. And I go, which is a bad habit of mine. 
It's not, actually. It saves me a ton of time, but it makes me make mistakes like this from time to time. I'm looking at the photo, and I go, okay, so the photo's legit. It is published on the TMZ. Here's this photo of Lolita Express. I don't believe that. And I'm kind of connecting these dots, spending an inordinate amount of time, because I don't want it to be true. If this was about someone I didn't care about, I probably would have just been like, hey, did you guys hear? This celebrity's a pedophile. But because I really like this guy, I didn't want it to be true. And so, even though he did give me the hives due to his bad acting, I was going around, I'm looking at the show, I'm starting measuring people's calves, I'm running down the street, and I'm like, hey, old lady, can I measure your calves? No, I didn't do that. But I finally did the easiest thing. I was doing all this research and looking at this and telling Sabine about it, and she's like, please stop talking about this story. And then I went back to the TMZ article, and it said where the photo was taken. It's so interesting, because every conspiracy theorist who has spread this story knew where this photo came from. And if you didn't know, you could have run a reverse Google image and it would have totally told you where it came from. And the TMZ article 100% says there's a Japanese sushi restaurant called Empress Sushi on the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles, California. This photograph was published in June 26, 2007, and it was the foot of a tiny Asian woman. Now... She's still a mystery. Was it the waitress? Was it a cook? Was it some woman who was walking by and, and, and eating eating their food and he jumped on and started talking? Who knows? Who knows? But see, that was always the thing. They go, yeah, you're right. Someone who's 48.8 inches tall could be a child. It could just be a very, very, very short woman. And I saw that and I go, well, Jason, you could have saved yourself, t- you could have saved yourself tons of research had you just read that in the beginning. And the thing is, is because TMZ is taking the, it didn't, so then I was like, wait a second. So now a conspiracy theorist has to think that this photo was taken on Lolita Express and then they gave it to TMZ to publish and to make up a restaurant. The restaurant exists as well. I've never eaten there. I can't guarantee they have beige carpets or beige couches to this day. But I thought that is so, this is what, it bugs me when I know the government lies to me. We all know the government lies to me, right? We know that. We know the media lies to us, right? Their main goal is to make money. That is what the media's job is, to make money. So we know they lie to us. We know the government lies to us. It always, always, always makes me upset when conspiracy theorists lie to us. Because they're supposed to be the truth tellers, right? They're supposed to be the ones sticking it up to the man and being like, no, I'm shining the light on the truth. So when the conspiracy theorists, and now listen, everyone's going to make mistakes. I've made mistakes on this show. I famously made mistakes on this show. Forrest Finn. That was hilarious, right? It was so funny. I was so off the mark on that. But And I don't shy away from it. I didn't pull the episodes down. Oh, no, I made a mistake. And I talked about the Lone Pine Devils. They weren't real. It was some viral campaign. Civil War Ghosts. I'll put those episodes in the show notes. They're really, really fun episodes. You're going to make mistakes, but when you're willfully lying to people, when the evidence is right there and you're besmirching the good name of Quentin Tarantino, who does have his own host of controversies, right? But... I I, don't, I hate it when conspiracy theorists lie to me. I hate it. Because you're supposed to be above that. I know the government lies to me. I know the media lies to me. I know society lies to me. You're not supposed to lie to me. So really, that's back where we're at. It turns out, according to all of this stuff, according to these feet experts and 30 Mile Zone, TMZ's gossip website, it is most likely, I think at this point, we're going to rate this one busted. Is that a thing I do? Do I bust myths? Copyright, I'm copyright that. Um, 
I don't think he was sucking on the foot of a little girl. I can actually sleep better at night now knowing that Quentin Tarantino is not a pedophile. Now, what's so funny, actually, I made that statement in a lot of people. A lot of people, when they were debating this, said, now, I'm not saying Quentin Tarantino is not a pedophile. I just don't think this is proof he's a pedophile. I think this photo can easily be explained. I think I don't think he's a pedophile. I think he loves sucking on toes. You know, and that's fine. Whatever. That's like having a, a hair fetish or boot fetish or butt fetish or whatever. Those are all fetishes, too. Butt fetish isn't. Wait, is it? It doesn't matter. A fetish is anything that doesn't have a sexual component to it. So boobs technically don't have a sexual component to it. We've made that a thing. And I think the butt is probably a little bit of the gray area or brown area, if you will. But I don't think I, I will now rule. <laughs> I will now rule on the case that I myself brought to court is... Quentin Tarantino, a pedophile, I will say no. And I, I really hope this is not one of those episodes that thousand episodes from now, I'm like, I've been famously wrong on a lot of episodes. I was famously wrong about Forrest Finn. I was famously wrong about the Lone Pine Devils. And I was famously wrong when I declared Quentin Tarantino not a pedophile. But I, I would, I don't think he is. I will go that far to hedge my bets and say, I do not think he is. But I wanted to share this story with you because, one, it's just interesting, the conspiracy theory itself. Is Quentin Tarantino a pedophile? Two, the lengths people will go, no pun intended, the lengths people will go to in measuring things and measuring legs to prove the point, right? That's an that's just such an interesting sight. And then you have the, in conspiracy theory community, I know a lot of times we're portrayed as rubes who will believe anything, but you have people who stood up to him, who are like, no, I don't believe that. I don't believe that he's that, and this is why. <laughs> Just, I think it's an ugly woman's foot, not a young girl's foot. And then my own journey as a conspiracy theorist, right? I read it, and I looked into it, and I didn't want it to be true, and I kept digging into it, and I wanted to take you on the exact same journey I went on. To figure this out, <laughs> to figure out what was published in an article in 2007, I was doing all this other stuff, but I, I what a fascinating story. I love conspiracy theory and I love the theory of conspiracy theory. And I also hate it when conspiracy theorists lie to us. So if you're thinking about doing that, if you're listening to this show or whatever, I don't, I don't know what I'm talking to. You guys are great. You guys would never do that. But it totally bugs me because you are supposed to be the truth tellers. You guys are supposed to be getting the truth out. And when you're the ones hiding information, they were, they willfully hid the information. This photo was taken. They didn't think anyone was going to check the links or something. I don't know. But they, they could have easily said, yeah, some people said this was taken at a Japanese restaurant. It's probably an Asian woman's foot. It's probably a tiny Asian woman. They hid that to keep this other thing going and why who was behind this was it just someone who saw a tiny leg and jumped to the conclusion i did right i did i saw the measurements and i was like oh my god quentin no but i'm wondering did someone do this maliciously who knows who knows it's so it's such a weird story it's such a, a bizarre story and at the end of the day it's still a photo of one of hollywood's greatest directors greatest living directors right now sucking on the toes of some random woman in public, so, I mean, even even forget everything else. We get all the pedophilia stuff. That's just weird in and of itself. What a what a bizarre story. But I wanted to take you on that journey. There's really no life lessons for this one. I guess I guess the life lesson is if you're gonna suck on toes, do it in private. If you're gonna suck on toes, don't do it when there's a cameraman skulking in the darkness and measure measure her leg. 
<laughs> suspiciously short, saying, no, ma'am, not your toes, not tonight, at least not in public, call me later. But no, I do not want to become a victim of a bizarre conspiracy theory just because I love putting strangers' toes in my mouth. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Bye.